The following is a fourth hand production. 
I've, I've definitely have dealt through depression throughout my life as well. I'm kind of going through a little funk right now too. Yeah. More people, um, more people do than you think. It's just, the thing is that people don't talk about it, you know? And that's, that's the main problem. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to aim towards is to, you know, to put myself out there, share my experiences and, uh, just hope other people relate. For sure. And that's important too. You find out that you're not alone. There are tens, millions of people that are going through what you're going through. <laughs> So, yeah, literally millions. Well, that's good, man. So, where can people get that book? Is that on Amazon or? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there right there on Amazon, um, and it's also available on my website at emotionaltechnology.info. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so you also were, or you're a podcaster as well. And I remember the last show you did. I'm not sure if you're still doing that show. Is it me, myself, and I radio, I think? Um, yeah, so basically same concept. I just kind of did a little bit of um, a freshening up. You changed the name, the title, the artwork. The The vibe of the show is pretty much the same. So um, I'm actually calling it Emotional mm-hmm. Technology. Um, okay. A mental health podcast. So just more more specific, really. That's good. Um, there's actually a show, because I'm new to a network. It's called The Fourth Hand Network. Um, and one of the shows on there is called Sad Times, and it's kind of similar. Um, it's about a oh, guy, cool. you know, I'll have to check it out. a host, and he has a different, yeah, it's a host. He has different guests every time, and uh, he's dealt with a lot of uh, trauma and sadness and depression in his life, too. And uh, But he's also super funny, but not so much on the podcast, because it is a kind of a serious podcast. But just people come on and just tell their stories, and it's pretty good. Um, you have to check that out. Excellent. Yeah, well, I'll get that information from you. <clears throat> For sure. Um, you also started Podcast Discovery Center. What's that? Yeah, so, man, it was it was one of those things where you're not happy where you're at and who's who was around you, and you branch off and do your own thing. So, um, basically, me and my buddy Scott, we were kind of not feeling the vibes out there in um, some communities that we were mutually involved in and um just one day i approached him kind of new in our early in our relationship and i just put myself out there say hey did you want to maybe start our own podcast group and uh you know that was a couple of years back and we've done some like restructuring since um scott's taken a step back he's actually not um part of the the current um the current community as an officer or anything like that but um but nonetheless, yeah, it was just one of those things kind of came together and grew. And we have like 16.4 thousand, uh, no, I'm sorry, 1.6 thousand members at this point. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think I was on there in the very beginning, I think, uh, was when I joined the group. Yeah. So yeah, it's, cool. it's a lot. It's a lot, man, to you know, to create these environments, these online communities, a lot of work goes into it. And, um, you know, it's, it's had like everything else. It's had its ups and downs. Um, it's good. It's bad. Um, it's still out there. It's still available to people. It's a good tool. There's a lot of back catalog within the chats and everything. Um, not so much. It's not on the forefront of what I'm doing, but, um, you know, I still make sure it's running and everything like that. Cool. Very good. All right. So, Let's get into the bunch. So what is your history with the Brady Bunch? So you, do you do you watch it as a kid growing up or what? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Um, well, I'm like 
35 now. So it was, you know, one of those things growing up with a couple other shows, maybe Dick Van Dyke and, um, mm-hmm. uh, what was that the other show I was thinking about? I can't remember, but it was just, you know, that those <laughs> series of just good, wholesome shows that like we grew up on and yeah, which I'm sure we'll get into it, but you know, watching it now and like looking back, it's like, wow, it just, it blew my mind. <laughs> well, really did. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. There's tons of like classic TV shows I used to watch growing up. Um, stuff obviously way before our time, like you said, Dick Van Dyke. It was like the Patty Duke show. Anything with Nick and Knight. Nick and Knight when they had stuff on there. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Andy Griffith show I love a lot too. Um, Another good one. So yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is where we take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this and we're going to break it down beat by beat. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Are the listeners ready? All right. I hope so. (laughs) We'll be back. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. Just for the halibut! Fried in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast. And we are back. We have the Brady Bunch Season 1, Episode 10, entitled Every Boy Does It Once. Which I think is probably more than once, but, you know, we'll get into it. Alright, so facts about the episode. Um, we did have to watch this one on Daily Motion because it wasn't streaming anywhere else. Lame. Isn't that right? Was that this episode we had to do that on? Yeah. Yeah, it was right? it wasn't a bad service. Yeah, okay. yeah, they actually had like commercials and everything. It was pretty it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Commercials are kinda of like random on that sh- on that uh website. Another thing they do too sometimes for like I'm sure copyright purposes is uh, I don't remember this episode so much, but the last one I had to watch on Daily Motion, like all the audio was like pitched down, so everybody had like a deep voice, you know. So just so oh, they wow. wouldn't get it sounded good to me. Like, you know. Yeah, this one sounded pretty good. So um all right, so this episode first aired on December 5th, 1969, and is written by Lois and Arnold Pazer, which I'm guessing a husband and wife team, possibly, um, and directed by Oscar Rudolph. Um, now, the last episode was actually the first time it was written by a woman, and there's a lot of, like, uh, <clears throat> sexism in this show, because <laughs> it was the time, you know, it was 1969, right? Yeah. And uh, and it was still there. Still was, even though it was written by a woman. And this looks like it was written by a possibly a husband and wife team or brother sister team. I don't know. So we'll see. 
Um, also, a little fun fact about the episode, according to IMDb, uh, Cindy says, at least you have a nice stepmother in this. And this is the only time in the series that Cindy refers to Carol as the boy's stepmother. So this is the only time that it's ever discussed about stepparents. Hmm. Um, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that was kind of, that was kind of a touchy taboo subject back in, and then at that time, you know, for sure. Kind of, um, yeah. Not it talk was, uh, about blended families and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a uh, modern family thing. I mean, not the show Modern Family. You know, they were like a yeah, modern no, family back then. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a pretty good um, reference. It, it just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I think more... It still holds up, though, after all these years, doesn't it, the show? <laughs> I think so. I enjoy it. I have a guest on here that yeah. hate this. Show. They fucking hate this show, and they will let me. And it, and they always apologize to me. I'm like, I didn't create the show. I don't care how you feel. <laughs> you know? <But> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, man, it all brings back memories. It's nostalgic. Yeah, for sure. And that, and I've had uh, guests on here too that have never seen the show. The first episode they watch is the one I tell them to watch, and then we go over. So I got them all. Oh, man. Wow. It's good times. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. We're going to fade in here. Fade in. So Bobby and Cindy are laying on the floor in the media room watching Cinderella, like a movie, apparently. Not the Disney one, some other one. I don't know. So Bobby says that stepmothers can be mean. Cindy says that he's lucky to have a mother as or have her mother as a stepmother. Bobby says, um, She's not mean so far. Cindy says that her stepfather isn't mean. And Bobby says, who ever heard of a mean stepfather? It's the mother <laughs> that's famous for being mean. <laughs> Cindy asks Bobby. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of that. It's it's weird. Like, like the, the male figures in these fairy tales are always like kings or something or hunters or knights or something like that and then right the women are just evil i mean i don't know i, I kind of agree. yeah there's definitely <laughs> there's definitely some stepdads out there that are dicks i'm sure <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not always the mom <laughs> right. but you know what you know what i thought was funny and i don't know if it's just my, my dad's sense of humor but the fact that they're hmm. watching cinderella and her name is cindy I kind of laughed at that. Yeah. Did you catch? Did you catch that? Like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and they didn't even know. bring it up. Yeah, because yeah, I'm typing a lot, especially that paragraph. I'm like typing Cinderella, Cindy. I'm like, that's weird, you know. So I definitely see it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, as far as they didn't bring it up, like, it seems like they missed their opportunity for something in there. So let's see. Uh, so Cindy asked Bobby if he can imagine her mother asking him to do all these things that Cinderella had to do. He agreed. He agreed that she probably wouldn't. Just then, <laughs> Carol walks in, and she asks Bobby so if he funny. could please sweep sweep the fireplace <laughs> for Alice. Bobby just stares at her, and I think like if you like turn it up, you can hear him mumble, "Go get the, get the fuck out of here with that." Yeah, <laughs> I think, that I think little kid was that Carol, so pissed. <laughs> that yeah, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> So the next scene, we see Carol 
uh, hemming uh, one of Greg's old shirts. I think she was hemming it. What was she doing? She was doing something. So Bobby's wearing this big shirt that used to be Greg's, and it's like a hand-me-down shirt. And Carol's like, yeah, uh, he was stitching. She was stitching it because it was a hand-me-down and and putting. I think patches. Yeah. I think patch. She said patches over the knees or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was later for the pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, she's getting ready to sew it so it'll fit him. Bobby is complaining that all he gets are hand-me-downs. Mike says, uh, uh, is, that's what's, is that what's stuck in your craw? What the fuck? I was like, what? <laughs> Even Bobby was like, stuck in your craw? What? <laughs> I never heard that term before. Yeah, I, I, never, I never heard it either. That was a new one to me. <laughs> okay, good. So Bobby asked, uh, how come Peter and um, Greg aren't there getting their hand-me-downs? Carol says that they're over at a friend's house. So Bobby asks, how come they didn't say goodbye? And Carol consoles him. And then to make him feel better, she asks him to try on more hand-me-downs. Really? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like you slap the kid in so the Bobby face just walks uh, emotionally and then just to beat him down even more. I mean, this guy, he just couldn't catch a break today. And I felt really bad for him in this episode. (laughs) He was a bit dramatic today, though. I mean, he was a bit dramatic. He was like, they didn't even say goodbye. Like, really? Like, everybody has to come find you wherever you are? Yeah, I wanted to to address that. And, you know, because later on in the episode, he had mentioned that again. And I'm thinking to myself, why does this kid have abandonment issues? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I mean, his mother died, for one thing. I well, mean, this yeah. may be a good episode for us to talk about because of your book and all that. So this is a pretty good episode. I mean, I handpicked yeah. this one for you. You're welcome. Yeah, no, a lot. You could tell, like, there was a lot happening. And, you know, they might not go into detail, but everything really, if you break it down, kind of like we are and talking about it, these scenes, it brings all that stuff together, you know? Yeah. I mean, his mom did pass away. Um so there's that. So I don't know. It's a good point. I mean, he, that's like his biggest complaint throughout the whole episode. They didn't say goodbye. Nobody says goodbye. Where are they at? How come they didn't come mm-hmm. find me wherever I was, you know, to tell me bye, I'm going yeah. to the store. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I should have right. sent a carrier so, a carrier pigeon to say goodbye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried texting you, but then I remembered we don't have cell phones because it's 1969. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation <laughs> next Marcia and Jan come down the stairs carrying clothes Jan asks which of Marcia's sweater she's getting this year Jan seems actually excited to get uh, Marcia's hand-me-downs Carol says that it's gonna she's gonna dye it peacock blue and Jan says swell so I guess Marcia has good taste so Jan's excited to get her clothes apparently I don't know yeah, completely the opposite direction of of the of <laughs> Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Marsha asks Carol when she's going to get her sweaters. Carol says it'll be a while, and when she quote fills out a little, Marsha says, "Mother, may I remind you, there's a male in the room." <laughs> that was so, so edgy, you know. You know what I mean? How they went about that. It was when I actually saw paused it when she said that I rewinded. I'm like, she didn't just say that. That was such a, a, a clever way to be edgy, uh, you know, in the, in the 60s. It really yeah. was. 
Very clever writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Marsha and Jan ask, oh, I already said that. Oh, no, I didn't. Marsha and Jan ask Carol if they can go to a movie with their friends. Carol says that she doesn't see why not. It's Friday, after all. Carol then has to ask Mike if it's okay, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> and so Mike's like, I don't know. What kind of movie is it? Marsha says, it's rated for children. Mike says, well, it must have been made before 1950. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. Mike runs a house. It's uh, it's his house. He's the man of the house. I, he, call, he calls the shots. Oh, yeah. They've made that quite obvious. <laughs> well, sure you can. Well, let's ask Mike, is it okay if my daughters go to a movie? <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to see? <laughs> I can, I can, uh, just then Bobby enters the room. That. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm just thinking of my old my no, own household. Please do not permission. be afraid to cut me off. Go. My, my wife would be like, "Hey, um, all right, I'm leaving. Uh, I'll be. I'm going for a girls' weekend. Uh, I'm be gone for three days." Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's it's happening. It's happening. That's just the way it works. I'm sorry. She's not asking for permission. If she wants to go. She's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, just then, Bobby enters the room wearing one of Greg's old shirts and pants that are a little big for him <clears throat> and asks if they're going to a movie. Marcia says, hi and bye, small fry. <laughs> Never heard that one before either. I don't know if Sherwood Schwartz is just cute. making this shit up or what. <laughs> uh, Bobby asks if he can go too. Marcia says, we can't take you looking like that. Jen and Marcia just laugh at him and they point like... What dicks, just, man. Just beating, a, beating this kid into the ground. They're terrible <laughs> siblings. They really are. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. So now Bobby is all mopey around. He's entering the kitchen just kind of with his head down, just walking slow in his big old ugly shirt and pants, looking like a small fry. <laughs> and Alice a is homeless in small on the fry. floor. <laughs> yeah. Alice says that he looks great. Bobby asked if she's making fun of him, too. She says she's not and asks him what's wrong. Bobby says, I got something in my craw. <laughs> Alice is like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you say? Would you call me? <laughs> he says, uh, that's what dad says. She says, tell me what's wrong. I've known you since the day you were born. Bobby says, hey, that's right. You're my real housekeeper. And you're just a step housekeeper to them. <laughs> Nobody likes a step. Stepmothers don't like their stepkids like their own. Cinderella's stepmother was real mean. Alice uh, tells him he's wrong and then, you know, kind of corrects him there and then Bobby walks off. I love the whole step housekeeper. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird too. I mean, I guess because of his age, he didn't really, he was trying to understand the whole dynamic of, you know, still being remarried and things like that. But the, the idea of a step housekeeper that's that's a new one that's a new one <laughs> that's funny i just want a regular housekeeper but i can't afford one <laughs> right <laughs> i'll take a step one that's fine <laughs> so bobby walks into mike's den where you know he's trying to work and fixing cindy's doll cradle uh bobby asks how come he hasn't fixed his bike yet he says well that's a big job and he'll get to it saturday mike notices uh bobby looks Bike notice, oh, good lord, it's hard to words. Mike notices Bobby 
looking down and asked, what's wrong? There we go. Jeez. Uh, Bobby asked if fairy tales are ever really real. Mike says, uh, no, but there might have been some truth in them at one time. And somebody took one truth, a little part, and made a fairy tale out of it. So Bobby asks, you mean Cinderella really happened, but someone made up the part about the fairy godmother and pumpkins and blah, blah, blah. And Mike's like, yeah, something like that. And that story has given the stepmother a real bad name. Your mother loves you boys as much as her daughters. We both love all the kids the same. So <clears throat> I like Mike. I think Mike's good. He's a good dad. He's like strong. And, uh. I think he's fair. He's firm, fair. I don't know. I, I yeah, like he's very, he's very patient and level-headed. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right, where are we? So now, Alice and Carol are downstairs talking, and Carol asks if that's what uh, she thinks has been bothering Bobby. Alice says that he just watched Cinderella, and the kids are getting the strangest ideas in their heads. Carol says that she loves him. Alice adds that anyone would be crazy to think that. Like, you'd ask him to, like, sweep out the fireplace or something. Huh? Right? Right? And Carol's just like, ah, fuck me, Lennon. Right, Alice? Yeah. <laughs> so, her face yeah. Her face was priceless when that happened. I mean, of all chores, though, sweeping, like, a chimney sweep? Like, right? what are the, I mean, <laughs> anything around the house, you're going to make me get all schmutzy and get emphysema from sweeping the chimney like what's up with that schmutzy <laughs> no, it's the weirdest chore <laughs> uh so kara walks into the den to talk to mike mike is going over paperwork she asks him how important the meeting is tonight am i in the right spot yeah okay he says it's pretty important she then begs him to please be late for the meeting please mike um he asks why she says that she may have a solution to Bobby's problem. She says that if they swing by the bicycle shop now, we can give the bike to Bob give the bike to Bobby tonight. Mike says before his birthday. She's like, because of Cinderella. Mike's like, everyone's talking about fucking Cinderella. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up about Cinderella. <laughs> and uh Um So she's like, well, please let's just go and I'll explain it on the way and and Mike says, well, heck with the meeting. If it's important to Bobby, then let's, you know, they can get along without me. Let's go. So they take off to the bike shop. I got to, we got to take a pause there for a second. What is sure. this? What does Mr. Brady do that he can just blow off a meeting? You know what I mean? Like if I'm five minutes late for work, you, they, you have to hear <laughs> get an earful about it. This guy just doesn't show up to work. I, I need his job. <laughs> yeah well he's an architect so i know he works a lot from home too so he just like in last episode he was like making a phone call making a million multi-million dollar deal over the phone um and he does a lot of i know he works for a company but i think he also works a lot i don't know yeah he makes good money he's got that he, he, giant house yeah no he's <clears> very very fortunate family I mean, this is kind of the epicenter of being wealthy is they have a live-in housekeeper that does everything in the house, yet his wife is a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> she does everything besides swim, uh, sweep the chimney. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that was she the job that actually Alice that. asked her to do. <laughs> Alice was probably like, Carol, since you don't fucking do anything around here, can you at least sweep the chimney? And she's like, I'll get it taken care of, yo. And then she goes into, hey, Bobby, can you sweep the chimney? Because <laughs> you can fit in there. You're skinny enough. <laughs> yeah. You can get your little arms up in there. We uncover, like, Brady Bunch conspiracies all the time around here. I mean, there's if you listen to all the episodes, you'll hear things like um, Carol, not Carol, but Alice murdered the first Mrs. Brady um, because she wanted her hand at Mike. Um, you hear all kinds of conspiracies that we come up with on the show. Alice is the true puppet master of the whole family. Um, she's got everybody <laughs> plunk doing the, her bidding. Um, <laughs> just all kinds of shit. We're pretty sure that uh, Carol murdered her ex-husband or at least kidnapped her girls from the real dad. We don't know. Oh. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it gets deep. So where were we? Okay, so now Bobby is moping around the kitchen. He's being very dramatic. Very dramatic. Um, Alice asks him if he wants some milk or an apple because he's in the fridge, you know. Bobby's like, no. <sighs> and Bobby says that uh, it sure is quiet around here. This is where he was gunning for that Oscar. So Yeah, and very asked, dramatic. You know, did dad go to the meeting? And he, she's like, I think so. He's not here. Um, he's like, Oh, well, when's mom coming back? She's like, I don't know. She ran out. I'm not sure. That's what I would have snapped, so everybody snapped on left. the kid and been like, I'm not their secretary. The hell do I know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just their maid <laughs> and their phone service and their, <laughs> and their laundry. Yeah, anyway. So, um, so everybody left and nobody said goodbye. Alice offers him a cookie and says that she's sure they didn't mean to leave without saying goodbye. So now Bobby's like, <clears throat> come on, tiger. You're the only one that cares about me. <laughs> and Alice is trying to assure him, you know, everybody loves you, whatever. You're being weird. Um, and Greg says, uh, oh, Greg, why did I write Greg? Um, Bobby says, everybody leaves and nobody ever says goodbye. That ain't love. <laughs> that was his quote. Um, so Bobby goes into the back patio and sits with Tiger. <clears throat> Bobby says, I'll show him. I'm not going to stay where I'm not wanted. I'm going to run away. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll run away. Did you Have you ever tried to run away? Did you try to run away when you were a no. kid? I, I, don't, I can honestly say I don't think I did. I'm trying to run away now as an adult. It's very when you, yeah, say that when you're an adult. You get it made when you're a kid. I wish I, wish I would have stayed at home longer until I was like 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I was out right. I graduated high school and two days later I left for boot camp. Yeah, Navy, same. So. Like, I, I think I was 17 when I, when I was out of the house. You know, to backtrack a little bit, I got a question for you, Mr. Tack, and all your listeners, I'm sure, would What's love up? to know the answer. What What was your first bicycle, sir? Wow. That is, that's a strange question. Because, right. I mean, we're talking, you know, they're talking about getting the kid a bicycle, and it got me thinking. I said, you yeah. know, I remember my first bicycle. It was a red line. Huh. I don't know if I remember it. I don't remember a brand, and I don't remember, 
I remember two things about bikes. Okay. I remember the first time I ever learned how to ride a two-wheeler. I remember that day. And I was like, I remember I was like in kindergarten, I think. And I kind of basically taught myself. And I was a latchkey kid, (laughs) you know, because my mom was in the Air Force and all that. So it was a lot of time. And I lived like in an Air Force area. So all the kids were like parents were in the military. So a lot of us kids were outside playing. And every, all the neighborhood kids were playing one game, but I didn't want to. I wanted. I was going to conquer this two-wheeler today, and that was my goal for the day. So I rode, like, up, like, down my driveway and along the sidewalk and then up my friend's driveway and down and back. I just did that, like, for hours until I freaking nailed it. And I was like, it was, like, the best day ever. And I remember that day. I have no idea. I remember it was a red bike. I don't remember what brand or anything. And my second story about a bicycle, which is really funny, when I was in middle school, I had this garbage beach cruiser, right? It was garbage. This With the big sucked. tires? If I pedaled too fast, yeah. If I pedaled too fast, like the chain would fall off and I'd have to stop and put the chain back on. And this thing was, this is how garbage this bike was. This bike was stolen when I was at school and then returned a week later. No way. <laughs> and then like... A few weeks later, or maybe a couple months later, it was stolen again, and then uh, I never saw it again after that. But I really didn't give a shit. The only thing that sucked is when I got to walk home, like, yeah. you could at least, like, give me a ride home and then stole it from me, you know? Yeah, I think the fact that it got returned <laughs> is very funny. They're like, I don't want this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, it's back. Like, shit, all right. <laughs> all right. And so you said your first bike was a red line? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was a red line. It was like a little BMX bike. And my uh, my aunt and uncle actually got oh, it yeah. for me. And uh, I, I do remember learning to ride a bike. And it didn't really go as, as good, smoothly as you had uh, had uh, put it to <laughs> yeah. be. I, I, I got clotheslined by a mailbox. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so, yeah. I forgot the whole t- <laughs> I forgot the whole you have to turn the handlebars thing. To get to go in the direction, mm, yeah. So I was just going. That's a straight. big part of it. And yeah, boy, if that mailbox wasn't in my way. So that was that was yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I wrecked a bunch of times too. Yeah, I mean, our generation, like we grew up with scabby knees and like scrapes and bangs. Like Mike, I don't think my kids ever scraped anything ever. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> For sure, but they're good times but, uh, though, nonetheless. For sure, and I do remember you reminding me of like. I remember when I got my first BMX bike. That was also a really cool day too. And because all my friends had BMX bikes, and I had like some garbage bike, not the beach cruise. This is before then. <clears throat> and then I finally got my BMX bike, and I was like, "Yeah, I've made it." So that was awesome too. Yeah, I've made it. I can now keep up with my friends. <laughs> so, yep. All right, so this is where we take our first break. So Bobby is going to run away. He's decided it. That's it. Um, he told Tiger, you know, when I get there, I'll send for you. And uh, I don't know. And this, and if he does run away, Anthony, I mean, this is really going to completely screw up the symmetry of the show. I mean, you got three boys, three girls, you know. I think you got to cancel the show at that be, point. Yeah. And it's going to mess up the intro song, too. They're going to have to change it. Like, <laughs> living with three boys. Uh, used to be three boys. Now it's just two because one ran away. You know, it just doesn't, didn't flow as well. But we'll see. All right. So we will be back.
say I'm disturbed. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. If you haven't checked out a very Brady podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a very Brady podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally or a very Brady podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. When we left off, Bobby had decided to run away because nobody says goodbye. You know, before we get off here, Anthony, I want to make sure I say goodbye to you before, you know, I don't want you feeling mopey or walking around talking to your housekeeper. You yeah, because I'm, I'm feeling down, so, man. Like, I feel like I don't feel the love, you I know? know? I know. I know. I'll say goodbye. I promise. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, good, good. All right. I don't want you running away. Because wherever you move to, I have to follow you. So. Apparently, yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'll help you pack. What month did you move? <laughs> what month did you move to Virginia? Uh, it was like in the, like midsummer, maybe June ish, May. I think it was May. <laughs> okay. I see. Me, it was July. <laughs> I moved oh. in July. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get back into this. So. So now we see Bobby in his room, uh, and he's packing his suitcase. Uh, Peter walks in and asks what he's doing with all that, with the suitcase. He says he's packing his things, and it's a secret. Peter says he can keep his mouth shut. Um, wait, oh, Peter, Peter says he can keep his mouth shut, so he can just tell him. Bobby says, okay, I'm running away. Peter says, wow, did you ask Dad? <laughs> <laughs> That was so Bobby funny. Said, His reaction was so funny. He's that yes, Dad, if you could run away. Like, no asshole, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, if I asked Dad, then it wouldn't be a secret. And he's like, Oh yeah. I don't know why Peter's so dumb in this episode. He's normally not that dumb, but I don't know. They needed somebody to be, I guess. 
All right, so now we cut to Peter, and he's talking to Greg. And they're in the media room, and Peter's telling Greg that he can't tell. I can't tell you. Greg says, tell me what? Peter says, I promised Bobby I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't tell. He only told me because I'm his brother. And Greg says, well, so am I, dummy. (laughs) Peter says, hey, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Why is Peter such a moron? I don't know. They needed some and comedic goes, relief because there was so much emotion I going know. on in this episode. It was, it was such a bummer. <laughs> the kid's running away. He's depressed. Yeah. Nobody likes him. So you got to have a little a little comedy in there. So I guess he was just For that sure. guy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it was, it's a heavy episode. It's a very special baby <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Greg says, uh, uh, if he can tell you, um, then you can tell me. So Peter tells him that Bobby is planning on running away and he's upstairs packing right now. They decide to try and stop him without telling anyone. So Greg's got this plan. Now I'm going to tell somebody, but I'm not going to tell him. That's what Greg's thinking. So, so now we cut to Alice in the kitchen. She's going through stuff, kind of making a grocery list. Greg walks in to get some milk. Alice says that she needs to add milk to the list. Greg says... Well, you may not need to get any more after tomorrow. Alice is like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, right. And then, uh, you know, come to think of it, when was the last time you had a glass of milk? Like, just sat there and drank a glass of milk. My bones are probably disintegrating because I don't drink enough milk. (laughs) I actually have recently more often than I used to, but recently I've been doing it like I've been. Like, I've been getting heartburn lately. <laughs> and uh, if you drink, like, a big old glass of milk, it helps me, like, with heartburn. So, well, good to know. it's kind of common towards the end of the night. Like, I'll drink a big old glass of milk. Makes me feel better. There you go. Um, so, Alice says that uh, seems like he's trying to tell her something. <laughs> Greg says that it's a big secret. She suggests that he could beat around the bush, maybe. And if she guesses it. He didn't actually tell her. Greg agrees and says, well, someone in the house is planning on running away and they shall remain nameless. But it's not me. (laughs) It's not Peter or Marsha or Jan or Cindy. And Alice kind of, she does quick math. She's like, quick math. She was on it. (laughs) She was on it. She's like, uh, um, Bobby's running away from home. And Greg says, I didn't tell you. I was just beating around the bush. That's all. <laughs> and Alice says that she's got to tell Mr. and Mrs. Brady. Uh, <laughs> now, let me tell you something here about Alice. So we've discovered on past episodes. First of all, Alice is an employee of the family. She gets way too involved in the family. Right. And so there was an episode recently that we talked about on here that the school called called one of the parents about one of their children. Alice talked to the school about one of not even her child. And the school told her information about Cindy and Alice kept that information from Mike and Carol on purpose. And, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, and then like Cindy is moping around the house, right? Cindy's all sad. Like Bobby is today. I'll mope around the house and the parents are dumbfounded. Like what's wrong with Cindy? I don't know. For days they're trying to figure it out. And the whole time Alice 
knows exactly why, has the information because the school called and told her, but yet she deliberately didn't give the message because she thought maybe they should hear it from her. And like, what the fuck? I'd be like, you're fucking fired. I you don't. Do I, I can't that. even get into my daughter's the property of her school without them without them buzzing me in. I don't <laughs> know how this lady is 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 these are like secret like information. You just don't share. It's like your medical records. Like you can't. Nobody can get those. Like what <laughs> right. is where? How does she have this this clearance? This level clearance? It's like DefCon Five clearance <laughs> no. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, it was a different time. It was a different time. And, uh, I remember uh, there was one episode. I think it was episode two. Uh, there were there was a time where the whole family was sitting in the the giant living room and watching some cowboy movie or something like that. Whole family in there. Even Alice, Alice was in there too. And I just I expected Mike to walk in from the kitchen, going, "Huh, hey Carol." Did you leave all the dishes in the sink or was that I thought we had a housekeeper. I don't know, this is weird. Cuz I'm in the family room yet not everybody in the room is family. This is weird. I would have I would have walked Especially. in. I would have walked in and said, "Hey, do you guys smell that?" And then everybody's response would have been no. And I would have said, "Yeah, exactly. Alice isn't cooking. Alex, get get your ass in the kitchen and cook some dinner." <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> And then the Alice tries to discipline the kids, and they can just be like, "Okay, whatever, employee. If you need something, shots you, fired. I'll just go to my own parents for that. You know, go to my own <laughs> parents for that. Uh, you know, AKA your bosses. All right. <laughs> so anyway, I'm like reusing old jokes that I've already done in past episodes. That's not good, right? Uh, <laughs> this should be new all fresh the, jokes. Hey, the 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 best the best ones are. You know what I mean? The Sometimes you just got to retell <laughs> jokes. Now, I got a guy I work with. He's yeah, got terrible you. jokes. They're like dad jokes. And he insists on telling them yeah. to me over and over again. I'm like, dude, you told me that joke <laughs> yesterday. It was terrible yesterday. It's terrible today. I'm like, go away. Tell somebody else. <laughs> I got a buddy that does that. He tells me the same stories all the time. <clears throat> and what makes it even funnier is that he'll tell me a story. And I'll be like, yeah, I you've told me that before. And I was there. So. Oh, wow. You got that. <laughs> And he's like, where are you at? I'm like, yeah. And this is not the first time you told me the story. Go get your noodle check, bro. <laughs> you got some memory problems. Yeah. All right. So moving on. So Alice says that it seems like he's trying to tell her something, which I already said that. Blah, blah, blah. Where are we at? Um. Oh, yeah. So she's like, I got to tell Mr. and Mrs. Brady. Um, so, so that, that was my whole point was she's finally going to tell the parents about something important. There's a good idea. So Greg says that she needs to remember that it's a secret. Alice says, that's okay. Everybody, everybody knows I can't keep a secret. And she's like jumping on the phone. Um, and Greg's like, just smiles. Yep. That's what I was counting on. And he looks so fucking proud. He's just like, hell yeah. Um, so now Alice is trying to figure out where Mike and Carol are. So he's, she's making phone calls, calling everybody, calling the, Martha down the street. Calling that scene was classic. <laughs> she's going, <laughs> she's thumbing through the phone book. She's calling neighbors. She's calling the corner store. God only knows who's, who this lady's calling, trying to track down these people. Why would they be at my house? Why, why, are, you, why are you calling <laughs> why you me? Just, I'm sleeping. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Right. Why didn't she just text him? Like, I don't get it. That's weird. 
Did you call over here? Are they over here? Oh, I just thought they might be there. Why? Did you invite them over for dinner? Is there a purpose why they would come over? Are you having a party? Like, why would they be in my house? I just don't get it. Get your head out of your ass, Alice. Okay. And by the way, did you make dinner? Like, because I know they'll be expecting it. <laughs> I think they'll be home when they'll be home. You don't call and ask around where your boss yeah, is. Yeah, don't worry right? about it. You get chores to do. Cheap, swim the, uh, sweep the <laughs> chimney, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> know your role. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Mike and Carol now, they're at the bike shop is where they are. So, they're looking at a new bike for Bobby. The bike shirt. But Wow. The bike, he is kind of a bike shark. The bike shop clerk says that they should get a specialized plate for the bike with Bobby's name on it. And Mike and Carol, like, look at each other like, like, they're confused on what that is. Like, what? What do you, what do you, what's a special, you know? And the clerk says, it's only a buck. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. So. I don't, they just look confused. That was weird. So meanwhile, we're cutting back to Alice, and she's still calling around. Trying to, is Mike and Carol there? Like, I, I still well, I was going to make goulash tonight for them. Yeah, yeah. She's still calling. At this around, point, she's know. at she's at the V's in the uh, in the um, address book. Uh, last names. <laughs> she's went through the whole address book, and still these people are nowhere to be found. I think it's a time to throw in the towel, Alice. You need to really figure out your life choices. <laughs> and maybe maybe you start on dinner i don't know maybe <laughs> so, I, still, I still don't smell anything cooking <laughs> so now we're back in the bike shop and it shows the plate now on the bike looks fantastic says bobby now the clerk says now the only thing left are side view mirrors mike and carol like what the fuck? Side view mirrors? Yeah, is fuck this a motorcycle? Like, no. like, what kind of bike is this? Use bike, <laughs> use bike in quotations, like uh, air quotes. It's his bike. You know, is it a Harley? Is it a dirt bike at this point? They're strapping on all these gizmos and gadgets. Does the kid even know how to ride a bike? <laughs> I assume so. <laughs> and uh, so, like, what the hell do you need a side view mirrors for? And, you know, case, you know, safety, you know, it's kind of sitting there like, fuck that. No, this is the 70s almost. We don't worry about that shit. Yeah. Like, like, dude, you're, 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 now you're really selling us at this point, you know? Like, we're on to you. It's and the so, 13th accessory that you sold us for this bike. I know. And we finally exactly. figured out your, your deal. We're not buying a bike from you. Good day, sir. I'm guessing you make commission. <laughs> So uh, he's really pushing this uh, side view mirrors, and he says, "Take my word, kids love all kids love all that, and whoever gives him the bike will win him over for life." He says, and Carol says, "Win him over? This is bribery." She says to Mike, "He's like, we need we need to win him over, but not this way. This bike can wait until his birthday. Let's go." And Mike and Carol leave. Don't buy his love. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he probably still wants the bike. But, I'll, I'll take gifts. Uh, you can bribe, you can bribe me all day long. I don't. I'll, I'll take a new bike for sure. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Exactly. Yeah. So now we are back to Alice. She's still fucking making phone calls. She's calling him down, and Greg says that Bobby is still packing. Um. Suddenly, Mike and Carol finally show back up, and Alice is like. Where the fuck you been? And then Mike's like, excuse me, employee? Where the fuck is dinner? Wait, can we just rewrite the whole script? 
the way that we see it, <laughs> yeah. how funny would that be to do an episode and rewrite the whole <laughs> script in like today's terms and what would really happen? Now that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you wiped my children's asses yet? Or are you on the fucking phone? <laughs> So Alice tells him that Bobby is planning on running away. They ask where he is. She tells him that he's upstairs still packing. Carol says that she has an idea and that Mike should go up first. You know, one thing I noticed in between there, what happened was he actually got the stuff. He's packing the suitcase and he got a bigger suitcase for more stuff. How much crap could you have as a child? Right. I feel like he's been packing for hours. Too. Yeah. It's like, like you should have been packing on a bus been... halfway across the country by now. Like, what are you doing up there, bro? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, and he already had half his shit already in a suit. It looked like almost a full suitcase. I don't know. This kid doesn't know what he's doing. So finally, Bobby is finishing up packing and tells Tiger, this is where he says, when I get where I'm going, I'm going to send for you, buddy. And uh, so, so then Mike walks in. And asks what he's doing. Bobby says that he's planning on running away. Mike asks if he doesn't like it. You don't like it here anymore? And Bobby says no. Mike says that sometimes that happens. But to assure you that um, that they all love him. And they thought that, you know, we thought that you loved us too. Bobby says that, oh, I do. But, uh, but he better be going. And Mike offers to help and carry a suitcase. Yeah. Bobby says, you mean you're going to let me go? <laughs> Mike says, of course. He said, I better be going. And dad just like, all right, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shove off. Good luck. I'm going to take off now. All right. Yeah. That was awesome. uh, Yeah. He's like, you're going to let me go? He's like, of course, if you want. Um, And he's like, I'm not going to make you stay somewhere you don't want to. Like, would you make me stay somewhere? And he's like, no. But you have to. You're the dad. And he's like, well, you know, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to. You know, as long as you'll write and keep in touch, right? And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> so then Mike's like, well, what are you going to do about money? And Bobby says, well, I have $9.87. Mike says, that's, uh, Mike, what do you say? Something like greater men have started with less or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you'll get more uh, once you start working. Bobby says, work. He says, well, yeah, you're going to start working to make money. You know? I, I'll tell you what, this, this kid's skills. His his the his resume is impressive. The skills that he has that he mm-hmm. what he brings to the table when dad says you need to get a job. Yeah. And I'm sure you're gonna quote him on this, but I just thought this was I mean, I'm gonna put this on my next resume. Okay. <laughs> what he says. <laughs> oh, but we haven't got the line yet. Uh well, I'm at the point now where he just says, good luck, and he's sure I'll find something. He insists that if he doesn't want to stay, he doesn't have to. Is there a quote in there somewhere? There is. It When he, the dad tells him he's got to get a job, the kid says what he can do to make money is he can finger paint and glue stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically you can get a job wrapping Christmas peasants. I, I don't know. Like, where would you work? Uh, the post office, maybe like what you can glue stuff. You can finger paint. Okay. You can be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> yeah. A preschool <laughs> teacher. Yeah. That's about it. I don't think there's any other jobs to do that. 
Yeah, you should absolutely, definitely put that on your resume and word it just like that, too. I can finger paint and glue stuff. And glue stuff. Special skills. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like putting under under skills and qualifications ninja skills boat like boat, <laughs> bow skills. staff skills like th- just this doesn't add up something's not right here this sounds like dwight from the office <laughs> <laughs> all right next we see bobby carrying down his suitcase down the stairs carol is standing at the bottom of the stairs holding her suitcase carol says she's gonna go uh Carol says she's going to go with him. Bobby says, what about the other kids? Carol says, your father can take care of them for a while. Uh, She goes, it's a big world out there, and I wouldn't let you go at it alone. Bobby says, would you really go with me? Carol hugs him. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting choked up here. I'm getting (laughs) verklempt. So not only are they sending the kid off, they're condoning his running away. But they're just dis- she's disowning <laughs> the other children. Like this is great parenting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Bobby says, um, "Okay, uh, are you really gonna with me?" Carol hugs him. Bobby says that uh, nobody says goodbye to him, and it feels like nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Here he goes again. Fuck. Uh, she assures him that she loves him. Bobby says, "Even though I'm a step," Carol says. The only steps in this house are the ones right there that lead Boom. up to your bedroom. That was beautiful. That was a mic drop moment right you know, there. Right. When they fucking wrote that episode, that husband and wife team, they were like, boom, there it fucking is. Yeah. And they were like, you fucking wrote that shit? They're like, I fucking wrote that shit. They should just, they like, should just close the episode right there. <laughs> it's like it's like those weird pickup lines do you remember when you're like middle school and you would ask girls like did it fall what fall when, when you fell from heaven did it hurt you know like just this, all those yeah. weird lines like that was one of those just really just <laughs> exactly. wow it was over the top exactly <laughs> uh so <clears throat> so then carol says so how about marching back up and unpack bobby says to mike hey dad Mom and I are back home again. Mike says, good. <laughs> so uh, so now we're at the last scene, which always takes place in the parents' bedroom. So Mike and Carol are in the bedroom, as usual. They're talking about the day and how Cinderella screwed up the whole household. And just then Cindy comes in crying. She says, Henry, the bullfrog. You know, she's upset because of Henry. And they're like, who the fuck is Henry? <laughs> like, Henry, Henry the bullfrog hasn't changed into a prince, even though I kissed him twice already. Mike and Carol just laugh at her and they point. No, they like laugh and they hug her. And then that's it. That's the end of the episode. Uh, I got it. Like, I wanted to hear more about the bullfrog. But you know. yeah, like, where did you find the bullfrog? How big was it? Um, but my, my question is, didn't they have separate beds in that 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 time uh, of of history i feel like whenever they would show a, a um, bedroom of, of parents at that point they were actually sleeping in separate beds like not connected but they had a queen size bed yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that was another one of those forward-thinking moments in TV history is I thought they was the first couple to be shown in the same bed on TV, but somebody corrected me said they weren't, but they were definitely one of the first shows to actually show a couple in bed together. The Pioneers. That was taboo. Yeah. I just thought that that was funny. I I just remember that from, like, those other shows that we had spoken about earlier with the being in the separate yeah. bed sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what did you think about this episode? What did you think? Did you enjoy it? Did you Yeah, I thought it um, I thought it was really fun. Can... Um, you know, the <laughs> the uh the as you said, Oscar-winning um dramatic moments, you know, with the kid moping <laughs> around, the the subtle attempts yeah. at uh, you know, comedic relief from the brother. Um it brought a lot to the table. And then, it, you know, to circle back around at the end with the whole kissing of the, the frog to a prince thing, you know, to put a bow on it. But there was <laughs> there was a lot of in a short amount of time. And the fact that the scene was, you know, they only used like two or three different rooms for the whole episode. You know, there wasn't much yeah. scene changing and stuff like that. And to be able to bring that dynamic um, and tell that story in such a short period of time, because that the episode was, I think it was only, you know, 20 some odd minutes or whatever. And they just, they yeah. went, they covered yeah. so many different things. I thought it was, you know, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. One thing I noticed about the show is they don't really, cause a lot of sitcoms you watch, they'll have like an A, B and a C story going on all at the same time. This show, not so much. It's usually just the A story and that's really about it. So that's how you can get so much info at once. Um, yeah. There's really not anything. It's, else it's going very, on. It, it so. brings it like, it reminds me of just how different time has changed because they talk slower, their priorities are different. Um, you know, and then you look at today, it's like, we're constantly connected. We're constantly available with the phones and everything else. They had a rotary phone in, in that time and a phone book, (laughs) no pagers, nothing. And just to see the, you know, it kind of makes you appreciate that, you know, like, and envy that I would, I actually envied watching this episode. I envy the time that they live in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I can't relate to 69 of the seventies, but the eighties, early eighties for sure. Spending a lot of time outside. I mean, that's kids nowadays don't do that anymore. Yeah, no. My son doesn't. Anymore. No, absolutely. And I, I can't <clears throat> exactly tell you what I got her for, uh, Christmas because she is in the other room, but I definitely got, an element oh. uh, of a gift that we can go outside to use together. So oh, just nice. thinking, yeah, yeah. You know, I got my son something like yep, that too. Getting, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, cool. I'm trying to keep, you know, I'm trying to keep it. Uh, I'm trying to remember how I, how I came up basically, you know, and I'm trying to yeah. do everything mm-hmm. I can as much as, you know, it's, and it's hard sometimes, <laughs> you know, it's easy to just hand them the tablet or like whatever it is. Um, and everything's so fast yeah. paced. You got to be here. You got to drive there. You got to be to work at this time. Um, to be able to, you know, take those opportunities going forward to, you know, maybe bring those Brady elements to my own life. I think that that's kind of what I what I like to shoot for. Sure. Going so, you know, um, maybe I should watch some more Brady episodes. I get more uh, ideas. How to be a better dad. <laughs> there you go. Let's do that. We all need a little Brady yeah, in our life. I mean, Come on, yeah. man. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, man. So, this is a portion of the show where you get to show off and tell people where they can go find you or sell your book or what you got. Um, 
I'm not, I don't really like to sell anything. Um, I just like to deliver the message. That's basically my mission. It always has been. And, um, the book is called the science of being, um, you know, if you wanted to pick it up, it's a, it's a heavy book. It's, uh, you know, it covers some heavy, very sensitive topics, but it's something that I feel like people needed to hear that people needed to see. And I tie that all into the, sure. the podcast and my message. I try to keep everything kind of on the same wavelength and, um, provide resources and experiences as I've had. And, um, you can see more about that at me, myself and I radio.com or the, uh, the podcast specific website, which was emotional technology.info. Cool. And I'll put uh, links to that book and links to all that in the show notes here awesome. too. So thank you. I can just click and go. Um, all right, man. Well, this is awesome, man. I appreciate you coming out. This is a good time. It was, I, I really um, enjoyed it. I thank you very much for having me. Sure, man. Well, I'll get you to come back. There's a lot more to go. We're still in season oh, one. Oh, so. cool. All right, good. I look, I'm looking forward to the call. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see All you right, man. Thanks. Thanks. I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by. I certainly appreciate it. And hey, guys, you can contact me at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email or you can give me a call. And leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901, and I'll play it on the show. Head on over to the merch store at TeePublic. The link is in the description below. You got to check it out. We got t-shirts, coffee mugs, pillows, uh, stickers, magnets, and uh, several of the designs I designed myself. So check it out, guys. Also, join the Facebook group. It's called the Very Brady Facebook group. Join in on the conversation. Post memes, post whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't be a racist. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. I'd certainly appreciate it. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until next time, I've been Tack and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.